Welcome to Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. During these 21 days, we will be praying together as a community of faith for specific topics each day, led by a member of our team. Now let's listen to today's message. Hey, we want to welcome everybody back. This is Jason Laird, and I'm just so grateful that you decided to tune in with us today for our 21 Days of Prayer. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast Every day, I know I have, it's really been a great time in the mornings for me to be able to connect with God and connect with our community and to join together in praying for our church and for our city and really for the world. Today, I'm going to be talking to you right back out of the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6, which we've been focusing on that. And so if you if you do have your Bibles, flip over to that really quick. But let me just, just share just a couple things with you. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this collection of talks on the weekend that we've been in on the Holy Spirit. Uh, they've been really great. I'm excited about the next few weeks, the, the different topics we're going to be talking about. But don't forget that this coming Sunday, we're not going to be at the school at James Lake Middle School, but we're going to be at the Grand Theater. The Grand Theater, uh, same times. You can show up at about 10 and check in your kids at Sozo Kids. And at 1030, uh, we'll begin our worship. But uh, we'd love to have you there. Uh, parking will be a, a little bit different, obviously, because we don't have uh, designated parking, but we should have some tips uh, around parking and even some more details around the venue. If you look at Sozo Church uh, SF, at Sozo Church SF is our, our Instagram. So follow us there uh, for, for any updates. But let me read to you uh, Galatians 6. This has been um, kind of the few verses we've, we've used to frame up these 21 days. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I want to read two different translations to you. Now, but the first one is this. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And this is the verse we're going to focus on today. Therefore, in light of all that, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now, let me read it in the uh, the message translation. I like this one. Uh, matter of fact, I'll just skip down to verse to that final verse, uh, verse number. I guess it's Tim. Um, it says um, it says right now. Therefore, every time we get the chance, every time. Let us work, I love this, the way it phrases it, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith, in the family of faith. Uh, I love that because today what we felt like we wanted to pray about and talk about for a moment is sowing into the family of God, sowing into the spiritual family, the community that God has planted you and placed you in. What does that look like uh, to sow into your spiritual family? Uh, what does it look like to invest into that spiritual family? Uh, you know, I just started thinking about, um, for me, I, I grew up in a family where I know my mom and dad loved me and they loved one another. Uh, but but the reality is, is that our family was a little bit dysfunctional. There were some different challenges that we had, like every family. You know, I think my mom and dad were doing their very best uh, and and they, they were amazing parents. But there were definitely some different challenges within our family. And for me, growing up uh, in, in a family that there were, there were definitely some challenges, I think I never really discovered how to do family well. 
Um, and, you know, at the beginning, whenever Jennifer and I got married and, uh, you know, we, we were just learning how to be a married couple and then we started having kids, um, I, I found myself like I actually traveled a lot doing ministry being gone and I knew how to do that well. Like I knew how to how to travel and go to different cities and states and even out of the country and be gone away from family. I knew how to be gone, but I didn't know how to be home. I didn't know how to like really interact well with my family. And to be candid, you know, I still even God's teaching me how to be a, a better husband and a better dad and a better friend to Jennifer and, and a better leader in our home. It's an ongoing thing that we, we want to always grow in. But family has always been one of those things I've had to work hard at. Uh, my brother, on the other hand, he's just like one of the greatest dads, awesome husband. It just family is just normal and natural for him. Uh, for me, it's really it's, it's been work and and God's really been gracious and, and taught me and is teaching me how to be a, a good husband and a good dad and a good leader in my, in my home and and to invest in our family. Um, but, but I, I would tell you this from my experience, like it's easy for me to invest in church or to invest in, uh, work and those things. Um, it kind of comes natural to me, but, but the place where I have to really be intentional because it really, really matters is investing in my family. Now, now that is true of my physical family, but I think the same thing is true. Like with our spiritual family, we have to invest in that spiritual family. Because for me, what I've discovered is if my family's not, not good, if I'm not connected really good with Jennifer and the boys and that family, then it affects everything. I think the same is true for our spiritual family. When we're not connected to spiritual family, when we're not investing in spiritual family, those uh, brothers and sisters that God's placed around us in our life, when we're not invested there, uh, we really, I don't think we have the spiritual support that we need when we walk through challenging times, challenging seasons, uh, and I don't know if, if, if it's really the healthiest thing for us, if whenever we are going through maybe vulnerable places where the enemy is really kind of attacking us or we're getting resistance and pressure in our life and we're isolated on our own and we don't have that spiritual family and covering around us, I think that's the moments where people kind of get trapped and caught up. And I think in the West, specifically in the West, I think the way we can oftentimes reduce church down to a, just a Sunday gathering and I think it's always been meant to be more than that. It's more than just, you know, an hour, hour and a half on a Sunday. Uh, but but it's it's this community and these relationships that are formed and shaped uh, together and that God uses those people, those relationships, uh, that spiritual family to to strengthen us, to help us become all that God wants us to be, to help us walk in freedom, to help us walk in victory. That's what spiritual family is all about. It's more than a Sunday. It's more than an hour and a half. It's more than an event. It's, it's, it's deep relationships where they truly know one another. And here's the thing, to have something like that, that's like solid, strong relationships that, that, that build each other up, that benefit one another, that takes work, that takes investment. And going back to this passage of scripture in Galatians 6, it says, hey, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And I think the way I'd even put it is this, is if you invest in your relationships and spiritual family, you're going to reap an incredible harvest from that. If you don't, then you're not. You're not going to see the benefit of it. The the thing that, that would break my heart the most is if we have people come to our church on Sunday, but never really get the benefits of being a part, intimately a part of the, the spiritual family called Sozo Church. I want that for everybody. Uh, I love our Sunday mornings. I love worship. I love uh, hearing the word of God and being taught and being read. I love praying together. 
But the thing that I want more than anything else is for every person in our church to be relationally connected to one another. Uh, I know you can't know everybody, and especially as our church continues to grow, you won't be able to know every single person. But my desire is that every person is known and that every person has at least two or three uh, close relationships and connections, maybe even eight, nine, ten, but but definitely where there's a group of people where you can do life together. Um, you can pick up the phone and call each other when you need something. You can call each other when you want to celebrate something, a new job, a promotion, some type of breakthrough in your life. Uh, or, you know, when you when you need to move something, you know, you don't have to call a, a, a moving company, but you call your friend. Uh, you, you, you know, you're able to do life together, be there for one another. I think this is so, so important. You know, as I was thinking about this topic, I thought about two things. One is in Acts chapter 2, I believe it's around verse 42 through 46, 47. It was the early church, the very beginning of this thing that we now are a part of. It was the early church, you know, right after Christ has died and he's risen again and he's ascended to heaven. And now this church, it begins, it starts. And they would they would gather together, number one, in the synagogues and the and they would they would get together and they would they would worship and they would read the Torah. They would pray. They would do all those things with sort of like a Sunday morning service. They would do that. But then they would also gather not just in large groups, but they would they would gather in homes and they'd gather around the table and they would break bread together and and uh, they would invest in those relationships. They were sowing into their spiritual family. They would be together and they really knew each other. And in Acts 2, it kind of, it, it, it really catalogs those early days of how they would do that. And one of the things that's amazing is that there were, it says that they would, they would basically find out that there was a need among someone uh, that was part of that small group. And they would, they would pitch in together and pull together their resources and they would meet those needs and they would serve one another. They would love one another. They would pray with one another. They would, they would eat meals together. And, and what you get is this beautiful picture of spiritual family where individuals come together and this collection of, of people, different backgrounds, uh, you know, different stages of life, but they would come together and um, around a common table or they would come together and they would share a meal or they would share a conversation. And in that discussion, some, a need would pop up. Someone's going through a difficult time Well, they would get around them and pray for them or they would, they would, they would help them and serve them by taking care of their needs. And what this did was it actually began to become an attractional quality of that spiritual family and people outside of that spiritual family were drawn to it because they'd never seen anything like this. And that's my prayer for our church that our church would relationally be so connected and we would invest so much in our spiritual family and our relationships that we would love one another. We would share meals together. We would share life together. When someone's going through something tough and there's a need, we come together and we meet that need and that it becomes an attractional quality about our community and outsiders want to come and be a part. And, 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 and just like it says in Acts 2, 47, it says in every single day, the Lord added to their number those that were being saved, those that were coming to faith in Christ. And uh, man, I, I I want that for us as a family. I want that for us as a church. But it takes work. It really does. So the question is, how do we do it? How do we invest in our spiritual family? Uh, I, I have some practical things. Uh, number one is you could you could just join a small group. Maybe you've never been in a small group before. I really believe in small groups. I, we say this phrase, small groups are a big deal. They're a big deal because it's in those small groups 
that you'll get to know someone, they'll start to know you, and you'll get to, to, to experience um, more than just a small group discussion, a Bible study, more than that. Those are important. But you'll begin to build a relationship where God will use you to speak life into that other person, to be an encouraging voice into that other person, and God will use them to do the same thing to you. And that's how we build one another up in the faith, is that God uses each of us, our gifts, our strengths, um, our experiences in life, and we come together and we we are used by the Holy Spirit to strengthen and build each other up. I would love for you to join a group if you haven't. First week of September, we're going to be launching our season three of small groups. There's a group for everyone. There's there's all sorts of different groups. Uh, and so we you'll be hearing more and more about that. But here's the other thing is uh, you can lead a group. You could actually host a small group. Now, that may seem like terrifying, but it's really easy. You know, Jennifer and I, we have a dinner party that we do. And you don't have to have a theological degree to do that. You just got to be able to pick up some food from the grocery store, order some takeout or cook a little something, open up your door, make sure it's clean and it smells nice. And you just you just have conversations with people. Uh, and and th- I, I think that this is like the low hanging fruit one. Anyone can do this. Jennifer and I, we love it. I would encourage you uh, do a small group. Maybe you don't have a house where you could do that then just do a meetup at a restaurant and invite your friends. I invite people to come and uh, we'd love for you to do that. And you can, you can lead a group simply by completing the growth track and doing the leader, uh, the small group leader training. Those are two simple ways that you could invest. Um, But listen, not just that, this is, this is like the very most practical thing I could tell you. Even if you say, I don't really have a lot of bandwidth in my schedule and margin to do a group or to be a part of a group. Here's one thing I'm going to encourage every single one of you to do is on Sundays when you come to church. Maybe you've been just coming and kind of shaking a few hands and you worship and then you leave. I want to challenge you to to meet at least two people every time when you come on a Sunday. And when I say meet them, I mean ask them their name and ask them, you know, how long they've been coming to church here, what neighborhood they live in, like don't no, don't be stalker weird, but <laughs> but but just begin to Go a little bit farther and a little bit deeper in connecting on, on Sundays and allow God to, to build some relationships and some connection and begin to invest in those relationships. You may even want to ask somebody uh, to, to go to lunch after, after church, a group of you go to lunch, and you may want to grab a coffee throughout the week. Just start investing in those relationships. I believe that, that there could be some key relationships in our church today that you really need in your life for the days whenever you're struggling or the days when you're going through tough times or the days when you need someone to pray for you, the days when whenever you maybe you've received a promotion or you got a new job or you got and you have those people you can celebrate with or maybe you just need someone to process something with. You got a big decision to make. I believe this is how God really uses spiritual family, but that takes work. It takes investment. It takes sowing into those things. I want to encourage you to do that. And finally, I'll, I'll wrap up uh, with, with this little thought here. Uh, I remember being in Dallas, Texas, and Jennifer and I just started going to a new church, and it, everything was very new to us. And we, we had moved from out of state, so we didn't have any really any of our friends. We had a couple, but we really didn't have a lot of our friends. But we had this new church, this new spiritual family um, that we were a part of. And for the first six months, I just kind of went to church. And that was it. I'd go to church, but I wasn't, I didn't know anyone. I wasn't being known by anyone. Wasn't really engaging in conversations. 
And one day I, I remember just praying and kind of complaining to God. And I said, God, I don't have any friends. I don't, you know, I'm a part of this big church and I don't know anyone. And I felt like God said, I want you to go and create the family, the spiritual family that you want to be a part of. It's like the community that you desire, the relationships you desire, stop waiting on it to come to you. Go and create it. And I remember I called my wife. I said, babe, I think we're called to start a dinner party. But I think God wants to start a dinner party and just start inviting people that we meet and uh, doing life, sharing life, getting to know one another. And we started that dinner party and it grew and it grew and it grew. And a lot of great relationships were made. Some of those relationships, those people now have moved here to San Francisco and are part of our church, part of Sozo Church, this spiritual family. Why? Because spiritual family and relationships, it, 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 it's so important and it's so strong and it, it does something for your spirituality, for your faith. It helps you to grow in God. And, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful I didn't just like stay in that moment complaining to God, but I listened to God and said, God, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this loneliness. I'm not going to isolate myself. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to start engaging in conversations and inviting people into my world. I started investing in those, so that spiritual family. And it's changed my life. It really has. It's changed our family. So I want to encourage you to do that. So into spiritual family, be planted. Don't jump around from church to church to church. Listen, find a church, find a spiritual family, plant your life there because those that are planted in the house, they will flourish, the Bible says. Those that are planted in spiritual family, they will flourish. Those that are, that, that are committed and are faithful members of a family, their life will flourish. We believe that in Jesus' name. And then last little thing, I want, I want to invite you to do this. Here's a little practical thing you can do. Uh, we have something coming up tomorrow night. It's called our team night and it's for our dream team. Our dream team are uh, the people that have gone through the growth track and they're serving on the weekends and they, they serve in, as small group leaders and different stuff. They're really, they're, they're just uh, people that say, Hey, you know what? I want more than just, just to come on a Sunday. I want to be all in. I want to, I want this to be my spiritual family. Um, these, these people gather once a quarter for a team night and we worship, to, we hang out together. We worship together. We hear a little message and then we pray together. And it's just a great time to build relationships and uh, we want to extend that invitation to our entire church. If you want to come out tomorrow night, we're going to gather at 6.30 p.m. at City Life Church. And our worship will begin at 7 p.m. And uh, we would love to have you there. You don't have to go through the growth track. You don't have to. Uh, you, you could. This could be your first time ever connecting with Sozo. And you hear this podcast and you've been thinking, well, you come. We'd love to have you. We'd love to host you. Uh, come and come and make some connections and build some relationships. Invest and sow into spiritual family, and you'll never regret it. You will reap a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. We believe that. Uh, so I want to pray for you today and pray for our family, our spiritual family, Sozo Church. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this word today, just about investing in spiritual family um, in a way that will benefit everyone within our our community that you've planted us in. Uh, God, I, I pray for every person that's listening to this. Maybe they're dealing with loneliness. Maybe they're dealing with uh, discouragement. Like they've tried to connect. They've tried to build relationships. It just hasn't worked out. Um, Lord, I pray you'd encourage them right now. And I pray that they wouldn't give up, that they would continue to pray and believe that there is spiritual family for them, that you desire that for them, and that, Lord, that they would continue to uh, to reach out and to invest and to sow into relationships, get in a small group, lead a small group, come to team night, all those different things are practical. On the weekend, connecting with people, Lord, remind us to do that. It's so important that we don't just treat church like an event. 
or like just a gathering, but we are a people. We are your people. We are a family. So Lord, help us with that. Help us to invest in our spiritual family. When we see people that have needs, may we meet those needs. When we see people that are discouraged in our spiritual family, may we encourage those people. When we see people that are walking through pain or discomfort, may we comfort them. Holy Spirit, use us to bring comfort, to bring peace, to bring love, and to bring grace to those people within our family. God, open our eyes to those within our family that are hurting. Open our eyes uh, to those that are in our family that are walking through a tough time, a difficult time, and may we, as their family members, come around them. And uh, Lord, we thank you for that. I pray a blessing over our church. I, I pray a blessing over Sozo Church, our spiritual family, that we would continue to grow, we'd continue to flourish, that God, that you would use each and every one of us, each member of our family, to build up this spiritual family. Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. We hope today's message inspires you in your prayer life. Join us again tomorrow on the podcast for another encouraging message from a member of our team. Sozo Church gathers every Sunday morning in San Francisco, and we'd love for you to join us. For service times, location, and other info, visit our website at sozo.co or follow along on social media at sozochurchsf.